Introducing the Corner Booth, a football podcast covering the latest trends and news in college football and the NFL. Here are your hosts, Jared and Mark. Welcome in, folks, to the Corner Booth podcast. I'm your host, Jared Club. First of all, big shout out to all of you guys, all the followers, all the fans. We are officially at 2,000 subscribers on Twitter. I mean, followers on Twitter. I already screwed that one up. Um, but seriously, thank you guys so much for helping get, get all the love. All the subscriptions on Spotify. Tune in. iTunes, you guys are getting a shout-out, too. We love all the support. Keep it up. Keep it going. Keep sharing, liking, retweeting, whatever. We love it. And with further ado, we got a big show. Mr. Harper is going to Philly. And, of course... We have a lot of other crazy news going on with football, basketball, how LeBron's a giant baby, call it, uh, lots more. So let's get rolling, Mark. Yeah, let's just get rolling. And I, we might as well just dive into this rundown. We've been doing it recently, just getting right into it. And wow, today was a day of, of news, breaking <clears throat> news. I mean, you have Harper, you had Witten retiring from retirement like you said, it's a crazy day. We'll we'll get right into – we'll save those for a little bit. But let's start off with a little random news that's not even should – shouldn't even be news. Kyler Murray. Today was measurement day. You know, you got these guys, all these college uh, prospects trying to make their debuts in the NFL. And Kyler Murray gets measurements, and the whole world goes crazy. He got measured in at 5 feet 10 inches. In one-eighth. Don't forget the one-eighth of an inch. And there's comparisons out the wazoo with him and Russell Wilson, how they were three pounds different. The only thing different is their hand size, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> dude, measurements, are, if you're actually a GM and you're not going to, like, literally draft a dude because of his hand – well, hand, hand size is the one thing I guess you could kind of say matters. But, yeah, his height, you've seen him play. I, I don't know. This whole measurement thing blows my mind. Well, the good news is, like, he's not 5'8". He's 5'8", then I'm like, all right, he's the size of, like, Jarek McKinnon. We need to realize, like, maybe he shouldn't be playing quarterback. Well, that's but, what Todd McShay was saying. He was like, he's like, people legitimately thought he was 5'8", five, 5'7". Five, it's like, uh, I don't think he would even be successful at Oklahoma with that. Well, the thing is, with uh, with that, you going for, you go, <clears throat> sorry. Um, he can still sidestep the line of scrimmage. Russell Wilson came out of 5'10", the combine. Before we go any further, I'm not comparing him to Russell Wilson. I'm saying that. Quarterbacks that high can be successful. Hundred percent, I agree. I just think it's ridiculous how much news it was to start the day. That was like the biggest news of all day, and obviously it was taken over with the whole Whitten and Harper news. But it's just crazy to me that you have a guy that everyone knows he's short. Yes, five ten, I guess, was higher than people expected. I was listening to an interview with Will Kane and. Um, uh, some employee at ESPN who went to Toledo, and when he went to his pro day, he was actually like five seven. Put like clay under his like heel, made it look like his actual part of his foot, taped up his ankles and whatnot, like he was gonna go run because the pro days they don't make you like strip down or anything. Gained another inch and a half. Like people, I mean, I'm sure Kyler Murray wasn't. They had they made sure he was completely flat on the ground and everything, but. Still, it's just like I'm gonna get sick and tired of hearing about Kyler Murray. Like last year, it was already tough enough with Baker. Like, yes, he's short. Yes, it's kind of difficult Baker's being a quarterback. Six and he's short. Foot. That's what always drove me crazy. I'm like, he's an inch taller than me, and I'm I'm above average height. But people do make a huge deal about like even five eleven to six foot. Like it's still just that inch. And if they can like, don't it's freaking remind me. <laughs> but no, I'm saying it shouldn't be that big of a deal. It's just a, like the number difference is what throws people for a loop. And I just think it's just way blown out of proportion and it doesn't need to be talked about. Like the ESPN actually can put a comparison up. Like you said, Russell Wilson, like, wow, can't believe how similar these two are with three different measurements. One of them was weight. Like that is the worst thing to compare anybody to. Cause it's so easy to fluctuate. And guess what? Russell Wilson probably doesn't weigh 207 pounds anymore. Like it, right, who cares? Saw 215 maybe. It's just who it's, I don't know. It, it bugs me because I'm a huge draft nerd, and then they waste all this draft nerd stuff on measurements. Like I said, the only thing that kind of matters is hand size. We are talking about earlier, how like pump fakes and situations like that. But you can see if that affects him. Especially Philip Rivers has small hands. He figures it out. Like, I don't know. I think the whole thing's 
way overdone, and you're going to hear about Kyler Murray and how small he is and how – and next year, the same thing same thing's going to happen with Tua. Same thing. Always going to come back to Russell Wilson. Well, I mean, here's the thing with Tua. I don't even think he's the best quarterback coming out of next year's class. But, I mean, but we could go on about that for hours. Yeah. But we'll move on to the next topic, and that is sticking with football and a little – a guy that just finished up his uh, rookie season, that's Josh Rosen. My guy deleted everything – Arizona off of his Instagram sources are saying it was hacked. I'm calling <laughs> bullshit. You know that he heard the GM say that the most slap in the face backhand comment of saying, yeah, Josh Rosen is definitely our quarterback now. Like you can't say now, dude, you just can't. Cause that just means he's not going to be forever. And you know what? Everyone reads in this crap, but <clears throat> Josh Rosen is the kind of dude who would do this. Is If it was like Sam Darnold, I'd be like, yeah, dude, this account got hacked. Sam Darnold probably doesn't even know how to use Instagram. <laughs> Josh Rosen is a California boy, spoiled, rich. Kind of, he kind of fits that profile of the guy who would like delete all the pictures of something if it goes sour, not in his direction. So to me, I think he already knows what's going to happen. Cliff Kingsbury probably already called him and goes, listen, we're not saying anything yet, but we're probably training you the second the year starts. So I would not get used to staying here. I have a weird feeling that's what happened. Because, I don't just because I think Josh Rosen would actually come out and say it. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know. I just like, with all the Antonio Brown bullshit, I feel like now like guys are getting a little more like cautious. I saw Antonio Brown did an interview today. Dude looks like he's like literally on drugs. The gold mustache cracks me up. He looks like a guy out of GTA, I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, you could, you could, you can take him into the whatever the closet or ever and change up his whole appearance. It's, it's the weird. He, I might try he to create him now GTA after we get off. I'll put the dreads and the little like the blonde mustache with the brown beard or something like that. Like I'll do something crazy. Yeah, he's <clears throat> losing his mind. But like you said, Josh Rosen's like petty like that, where he would wouldn't like I don't know like the people that give break up in a relationship or something and then delete all those pictures with their exes or whatever. That just I mean, clearly shows sometimes. Well, I, I mean, everyone should, but it's like, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, depending on what happens, like if I'm in a relationship like three years after or something and I don't know, it's just sometimes if you, the people that delete it right away clearly actually are just bitter about it. In my opinion, Watch but your mouth. I'm just saying if that's you, then I, I just, Oh, I, I was extremely petty. Are you kidding me? Like, come on. <laughs> I don't know. I just think Josh Rosen, is that very petty person and he would for sure do that not and just easily say he was hacked because he wants to stir up the drama. He loves being in the media and this time last year he was all all over it. So I think he misses it. And also being in Arizona doesn't help. I think for him he wants to go to a big media hub like New York or South Beach. I, I think he, has, he I want to see him in a Dolphins uniform. He actually without receiving core would shred. I just don't want to see him on the Patriots. And I don't want to see him in on the Giants. I just want to see him in the Dolphins, where he'll be nice weather and he can be as good as he wants. But, I don't know. I mean, I still think he's going to be a bust, but I also think Darnold's going to be probably bigger a bust because where he went. But you know, I don't know. I mean, the Jets are looking to trade back the number three overall pick, um, which is surprisingly, I think, a smart move, even though they could use a defensive push there, and the defense is line is stacked in this draft but i think if they can get a haul and maybe get some more picks and try to build something around sam darnold it, the only way sam darnold is going to be successful is if he just lowers that turnover and i mean you could say it's like brett Favre and he had all these turnovers and was kind of successful i mean all famer but you, you gotta he has to lower that but i think the jet i think the jets are actually on the right path right now <laughs> they trade that pick they better get something for it Oh, by the way, our guest coming on later agreed with me that Brett Favre was a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. Just I, I I could see Brett Favre. I grew up like being like a huge fan of him, and then looking back and like actually realizing that he was a very overhyped QB. So was Aaron Rodgers. For sure, hundred percent. But I don't know some of the things Aaron. Rod- I guess you could say both ways. It, it's. You're not. I guess you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, but so we'll just keep going, and we'll stick with the Packers. And Mike McCarthy, the former Packers head football coach, was he supposedly has been going to his stepson. I think his stepson is basketball games, and I guess 
that there was a few bad calls, close games, game didn't go as stepson's way. The refs are leaving the court, and big old Mike McCarthy leaves the bleachers and goes and finds them and starts, like, bitching to them about how they missed all these calls, and he was getting in their face, and they just get security. That is not – I mean, I love it, like, all for it, but that is not a good look for a guy that just got fired from the Packers. <laughs> like, where, where, where's your life at now? <laughs> Listen, I'll give him the points for sticking up for his kid or stepkid, especially because it's a stepkid. But to me, I'm like, I suppose you're right. He, like, he, the guy's trying to get a job back. He's taking the year off, I guess. But like, ah, it's not a great look. <clears throat> I mean, I love it. I think it's hilarious, but. If I'm the step kid, I don't know if that's like I'm like happy because he's standing up for me, or I'm like embarrassed because he's. I think he's it's a little and, both. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <clears throat> um, another embarrassing thing is the next topic. We're just keep running down this rundown. Is Johnny Manziel? Johnny Football is out of football again. He was released by the whatever CFL team. Montreal Alouettes. The Alouettes. They released him. They were done with all that. A. I actually got. I went down a rabbit hole of watching Johnny football highlights from college and I miss him. Like he was so much fun to watch and so good. It blows my mind how he was so good. And then it just doesn't translate to the NFL. That's what it, it, I guess that's where the Kyler Murray's. I mean, he definitely was more of a, I guess you could say a slinger. I don't know. Johnny football was so much fun to watch electric. I honestly, there was, I saw somebody said that he was uh, reached out by the AAF to play for in that league he commented on the kids tweet and said this is false um i would, i think i would tune into some games if johnny football was in the aaf i mean come on christian hackenberg is in the aaf i think we can try to like get johnny football in there well i think that's true i think i don't think everyone that wants to eventually play in the nfl or wants a career in football wants to actually play in the aaf like that's the difference like you got guys i'm pretty sure that turned down playing the AAF. <clears throat> One for either the XFL next year or just to hope they'll make the NFL without even because I think you there's certain contracts I don't know if like you can just leave right away I don't know how that works but I think that's why they had it after the season so like they can kind of have the whole minor league affiliate kind of set up yeah something along those lines either way I hope if he doesn't get back in football again I hope he gets in the media because he's an entertaining human being. On the well, field, I mean, and our still and him are pretty tight. So well, I know they had the comeback season podcast originally, which was like all a part of, but I don't think he's been on it for a while. Um, so keep moving on with football. This is a highly loaded football talk right now. And Nick Foles, our our Lord and Savior, who got the Eagles a Super Bowl. Big Dick, he, Nick. Big Willie, Nick. He is officially. Been released by the Eagles. Howie Roseman, the GM, said came out and said um, we thought it was best for Nick Foles if we just released him instead of trying to tag him and trade him because he deserves whatever he wants. So we should give a nice little slow clap or something to sign off to. Uh, yep, let's get it. You know, thank you, Nick Foles. Your time in Philly will always be cherished. If you ever, for some reason, suck again, we would love to have you back for a cheap deal. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I had to argue down a kid yesterday saying that we were making a mistake and we should have let Carson go. And beside the point, you guys, you guys have seen my article. If you don't check it out, um, it's on Belly of Sports's search of uh, Foles Wentz. But let me just stop. I don't hate Nick Foles. I get that reputation because I fear I viciously defend Wentz. <clears throat> Being he's my favorite player and also just, he's he's physically a better player, but. Foles, what he did for the city of Philadelphia and for a fan for a fan base that had been yearning for a title for so long, he and for the NFL fans who did not want to see Brady get a back-to-back Super Bowl title, it he did so much and he handled the situation perfectly. So the class this guy has through all of this. 100% he's one of the greatest human beings ever put on the Kelly, the uh, the Midnight Green. So I got all the respect in the world for Nick Foles. So, man, two stints with us and a title. I love it, and we're going to miss you, man. <clears throat> well said, well said. Hopefully it goes to Jacksonville and him and D-Flip will light it up. 
Yeah, I think that's the that's the situation where I like him to go to. I don't want him going to a shitty team and because he probably won't be that successful <laughs> if he goes to a shitty team. I think that's Jacksonville. Theory, though. Maybe he was just so bad in St. Louis because Jeff Fisher's a horrible coach. I mean, that is a legitimate theory. He's only um, had four head coaches. Um, Chip Kelly, oh, Andy Reid, Chip Kelly, Doug, Chip Kelly, and then Jeff Fisher, then Andy Reid again, and then Doug Peterson. He actually did pretty well with Chip Kelly and decided to trade him. As much as Chip Kelly's a Napoleonic racist little bastard, I he actually ran a good offense and Nick Foles lit it up. So until he got hurt, so there you go. There is, I think he actually could be very good, a lot better than people give him credit for. Yes, the Eagles' defense last year and the home field advantage played such a huge part that we saw the difference this year. But I still think he's a B plus quarterback and he's. Probably better than Dak Prescott or Eli Manning. Yeah, um, I I think he's definitely better than Eli Manning. I think he's de- yeah, hundred percent better than both of them. I don't think either one of them have a conversation in that. I mean, he's clearly he superior arm to both of them. Well, he just has he just wins like the big games too. He's so. got no fear. Like that's why the nickname came from. Well, that's the that's the issue though. We're gonna find out how that goes when he's the guy wherever he does end up going. But I'm kind of curious what kind of contract he'll get. But I guess we'll figure that out. Yeah, later. I'm calling like a three or four year deal. It's not gonna be anything giant, but it's gonna be like probably like a, a like a team option or something like that. It's gonna be yeah. some geared towards the team. I guess say like a three year, fourth year option or two probably year, three year option. Probably a lot of it's gonna be incentive based too. I mean, he's gonna take obviously whatever's best situation for him is clearly how he's been rolling his whole NFL career. And we'll move on to our last topic because we're going to get into Harper and Witten when we talk to Kevin with the report card and pulling up a stool. So the last topic here, I was going to talk about Robert Kraft and he pleaded guilty or pleaded not guilty, whatever. We'll figure out. There's probably going to be another time, better time to talk about that. But the legend of the, the game we all call the NBA, Dwayne Wade hit one of the craziest buzzer beaters I think I have ever seen in the most recent time. He almost got blocked against the Warriors of all teams with like 0.2 seconds fading away on one leg, tosses up a Hail Mary right outside the three. His one leg was literally like almost inside the three-point line. They're down two, bank shot, game over. The Warriors team reaction was just phenomenal. Like they don't even, like, what do you do? You can't do anything. Like I, I, I looked at the shot <clears> – <throat> And I just I had I loved Dwayne Wade. I've loved him since he was original days in Miami before LeBron, because he was just fearless the way he attacked the basket. And he was broken in the original NBA lives like 07 and 06. You really could drive the lane with him and he'd dunk on anybody. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, he still has those bursts every once in a while, but he's definitely completely like slowed down. And he can barely get off the ground most of the time. But that I still can't get over that. Like how, what kind of shot it was. It went in. He hops on the table like the good old days when he used to do that, when he would hit clutch shots like that. Uh, I think it's good for basketball every time Dwayne Wade does something cool in his final year. I mean, you got uh, Dirk Davidsky getting the Doc Rivers made sure, like he called timeout to give Dirk a round of applause for his last game in L.A. It's just cool watching these legends go out like in a good way, you know. Oh, and per Kevin's request, we are not talking about Robert Kraft because he applied for his job at his firm. So we'll talk about that after. <clears throat> well, I'm actually standing up for Kraft. That, like, people are pissed that he pleaded not guilty. Oh, I'm so like, we'll talk about that in last call. Yeah, we'll get to it. All right, but yeah, that's all I got for the rundown. All right. So now we are bringing in my boy and our boy from Belly Up Sports, college f- football and basketball writer, Kevin Langley, uh, in the house. Kevin, what's up, bud? What up? <clears throat> so, first off, Kevin, Kyler Murray had his, st- had his measurement thing today, and you're a big college football guy. I want to hear your thoughts about this crap, about the hands and everything else, because me and Mark are both draft nerds, but you being the college football nerd – what did you think about this? I think this is – it can go one of two ways, I feel. And I'm not talking, like, off-the-field stuff. But I think – and I'm not saying he's going to be as good. I think it could be, like, Russell Wilson or Drew Brees where it's not really going to be an issue. Because, <clears throat> like, 
when Russell Wilson was drafted, when Drew Brees was drafted, that you did not want and you would not draft quarterbacks really high that were under like 6'2", 6'3". And that number is getting smaller and smaller. I think that if he can adjust his game to the NFL skill level where the guys are bigger, they're faster, they're stronger, he can succeed still. On the other hand, if he cannot adjust his skill level to the game, he's going to be like Johnny Manziel where he's still going to be trying to do the same things, running around, and everyone's just going to be way better than he's used to and destroy him. Well, you also got to think, like, what if a guy like Clowney's chasing him who runs a 4-5 and can literally chase him down? So that's the that's the one thing to me that I'm, I'm worried. Like, yeah, he's a rocket, like, around college guys. Some of them run a 4-6 as a linebacker, but what do you do the NFL when everyone runs that speed? That's the thing. If It's kind of like if he goes to a team that has either a good quarterback coach or a veteran quarterback that he can learn behind, like – if the Saints draft him or the Pats or even the Steelers, if he's on the board that late, and then they he can learn to kind of, hey, you got to roll out of the pocket, but these guys are fast. You have to get it out. See, that sounds all like sunshine and rainbows, but they, like he's ta- they're talking about one through five. Like He could go first if Rosen gets traded. So like wherever he goes, he's going to be the guy. I mean, like to your point, Jared, I mean, the dude got absolutely mauled in the playoff game by I think Quinn Williams and his, he was bleeding like, and that's a guy that's not even that fast. Like you said, imagine guys come around the edge that are just quick and you think you have a step on them, but you really don't. Um, and it is weird. Cause like if Russell, like Russell Wilson, now, if you could look back, like I hate comparing it to him, but every time we have to, cause shorter quarterbacks always get the same comparison, especially ones that can move. But I mean, he, I just lost my train of thought. He, he, like you, you can compare him to Russell Wilson, but Russell Wilson back then did not draft the third round. Like that sounds insane to back then. That was probably early for Russell Wilson. Nowadays, it's like, oh, there anything like that guy? Let's draft him first overall. It's crazy. Oh, I think if he goes one through five, it's ridiculous, and there's no way he should get drafted that early. Let now, the team like fall into the hype. A guy like Quentin Williams, I've seen. Mock dress. I don't agree with it necessarily for an interior lineman more so, but I've seen mock dress where he's going one or two. Yeah. It's saying like, <laughs> oh, he could clobber Kyle. Like, that's still a very good interior lineman who was on the Heisman watch list. Yeah. We should just tell you everything you need to know because last Heisman watch list defensive lineman was in Dominican Sioux. Yeah. So. so. Right there. <laughs> I mean, all right, so if we're going to – everything aside, college ball, Kevin, we all know you're a big Bama guy. We all know you've been around for Full a time, lot of baby. titles. Or even, you, you, uh, you're just a lucky bastard. That's what you are. You were blessed to be born whatever year you were born that you fell into the – what are you – you've been to a national championship every single year, correct? Uh, yeah, since I've been in yeah. college. Yeah, it's just, it's absolute bullshit. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he's also from Massachusetts, so he's a Sox I, and Patriots fan, too. I grew up lucky being from Massachusetts. I made a decision to go to Alabama. You just were like, where can I go that just seems right, that we're, where winning is normal? And you're like, you know what, let me just go to Alabama. Well, it's actually best- more so, where can I go without paying tuition? But, yeah, the football had a say in it. Yeah, I don't even want to know how you pulled that off. But, yeah, my one buddy went down there, and he's a Cowboys fan. So it's just like, oh, gosh. Like, I mean, he can't talk shit, but it was like he was already the worst type of fan. And then he went down there, and he's, like, talking shit with Bam. I'm like, dude, you you just got blessed with going to a school that's really freaking good at football. Nick Saban's your God's gift on earth. Oh, yeah. See, ask Jared, though. At least I'm a sane fan. I'm oh, not... for sure. I already can tell that based off of, the like, the like I've only known you for a little bit through, like, belly up but still it's it's you are definitely more reasonable than most that's for sure oh yeah i'm not that's like that's one oh, reason i keep him around yeah i'm not like oh alabama <laughs> like i do think it that alabama's <laughs> the best college football program ever but i'm not going to just shut down any argument but like yeah but 17 national championships I, understand well, that, I mean it's not wrong like that's not a false statement to no, say that but they're not people there's an argument to be made for like penn state or the u if you want or no don't even let's not talk about the u I was going to bring up the transfer portal and what he thought about it, but I guess we'll, like, skip over that topic now. I'll talk about the transfer portal. 
Ah, oh, my hurricanes are literally using it as a personal shopping list. I love it. I mean, hey, if it works, it works. Speaking of your hurricanes, did you hear about Manny Diaz visiting uh, Billy Taggart? <laughs> That's just a big dick energy move right Dude, there. I can't knock it. He literally like said out loud he wants to bring back the bad boy you. I'm like, this man is either going to be electric, which he already is, but I can see them having so many allegations in like three years. It's I can also see it going like um, – I'm not saying that he's that either of them are bad coach, but I can see it going kind of like the Raiders way, where John Gruden's trying to coach and run a team like you would in the early 2000s. It's just not working, and I don't well, I mean, see it working. Well, the only good thing is you're seeing all these transfer guys like, oh god, this Manny Diaz dude's got something cool. Like, yeah, but Jared, the problem is when because of social media, halfway through the season, half those guys are suspended by the NCAA. <laughs> exactly. They're not on the cozy character screwing a girl on Snapchat, okay? Like, we're, Yeah, we're, not yet. This is Manny Diaz's guys are going to be even crazier. Yeah, I like that, though. I mean, Al Blades' kid is, is going to be a starter this year, which is even more terrifying. So, I mean, I don't know, I'm excited. But, I mean, I love how the transfer portal has kind of made college football's offseason so enjoyable. Like, I'm going to a Miami game down in – uh. South Florida in October, and I'm excited as hell. I mean, well, I mean awesome Manny rocks. Diaz is definitely making the Miami back to an interesting team, and I mean they were interesting the past couple of years, and he'll just excel it to a higher level. But back to what <laughs> we were saying. All right, so Mark, we we're up next for the topic. What do you got for us? Which way? Which way are we trying to go? Because we can go in any about, direction. I mean, I I also want to start talking about LeBron and Kyrie quick before we grade anything, because like. Kevin's a Celtics fan, and he's probably uh, he hating his life a little bit right now. I mean, I, what is there to hate though? What is there honestly to hate? I don't if hate anything. Life that if much. anything, if anything, if I'm a Celtics fan, yeah, it's calm. I'm disappointed for sure, but they're still gonna make the playoffs. They could still make a run. Kyrie Irving's probably not gonna be a Celtic at the end of the year, which is probably a good thing. Uh, you have all these young guys, I would be okay with it. The team plays better without him. Go get somebody else. I I think that there's a better chance that he is a Celtic at the end of the year than people are giving him because people are like, oh, did you hear what he said? A lot of what he's talking about is against the media. Oh, for sure. I, I understand that. it's a valid question even because he said, like, oh, I want to re-sign here. But it's a valid question, oh, are you going to re-sign here? Because you can say, I want to do something. I want to go out and get a like a six-foot Swedish model. doesn't mean I'm going to. <laughs> And, You're into those tall girls, huh? Oh yeah, my last girlfriend was like five eleven. I'm five six. <laughs> but um, he's annoyed with the media asking the questions. So like a lot of what he's coming out talking against is the media. And I'm not saying he's definitely not gonna bolt for New. I don't think he's going to New York. That organization's a disaster. But L.A. or probably just L.A. is the only other valid option. But what, like. LeBron's running that team into the ground too, so like I would honestly, if I'm Kyrie, I'd be like, maybe I should just calm everything down. We maybe get to the second or third round this year in the East, reload, maybe get somebody to replace Al Horford, who's probably gonna retire eventually, and like have Tatum start taking over as the number two star. Like that's what I would do. If I'm, I were Kyrie, here's what I would do: accept my player option, or do the LeBron like one in one deal. See how things are going next season. Yeah, but then you're just toying with like Kyrie even more. Like he has way more influence with the media. I mean, there's people asking him, "What is your confidence in the team?" And he's like, "What kind of question is that?" It's like, dude, that's a legitimate question. Like, I, it's a legitimate question to ask him behind closed doors. I think as a member of the media, it's not because he's going to say like, "Oh, I'm confident." It's like um, what him, what he said the other day after the game, even after they lost, he was like. Yeah, I think once we're, when we're all clicking, no one can beat us. And I think if we can get to that point in the playoffs, we're going to go on a run. And that's what he has to say when you ask him, what's your confidence in your team? So that's why it's a ridiculous question to a degree. Uh, I mean, I guess you could try to defend it that way, but he also digs himself a hole by having an interview with Michael <laughs> Nichols and saying, I'm here, we're fine, blah, 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 all this stuff. Like, acting like he's LeBron, acting like he's this old man. Yes, he's been in the league for longer than most of the players on the team because he started so young, but like, dude, you're still like, what is he? 26, 27 or whatever it is. Maybe 24. Who knows? But I just think either way, which is still wild. Cause I feel like he's been in the league for 
Like, he even looks like he's aging, years. like he's been in the league for 18 years. But he's I don't know, one like of those said, weird guys where if he shaves, he looks older than if he has a beard. I don't think it helps that Uncle Drew uh, is a <laughs> <laughs> No, it doesn't. But, but yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, Kyrie and then his, his uh, big brother, his, his, his dad, LeBron. <laughs> Okay. I think the so, Lonely West is grandfather. Oh, oh, oh I think by, by the uh, the process of how all that works, I think you're right. Okay, cool. So there we go. All we'll right, we'll so, the family tree on ancestry.com. <clears throat> all right, so if we look at Kevin, as you know, I am a LeBron hater. I cannot stand the man personally. I think he was a great basketball player for a long time, but I think now all of the I'm the GM. I run the organization. Tyron Lue's gone. Kevin Love's not in our picture. Blah, blah, blah. Well, all the BS. I think this is the kind of the year where all the all of it catches up with him. Oh yeah, I I think this year also it's not just the fact that like people are gonna get sick of what he's saying. I think it's also he's not a top five player in the league anymore. I would completely agree with you. I can't say that. I just can't because he has the ability to do it whenever he wants. Like but he still, doesn't want to anymore. Uh, the drive is there. Yeah, I get that. I mean, think about it. Like the guys that he played with and started in the league with are retiring. Like I get that part, but there still is the the whole like, takeover LeBron, and he when, still can. He just chooses when I not. He's not to top five him. player anymore. I mean, if I'm looking at the league in a complete redraft, I'm not taking him in the top five. With a one year with a one year window, yeah, I completely agree with you. <clears throat> even with a the, one year even window, with like a five year window, five year window, that's even more towards your argument. Well, one year window, I would still wouldn't take him top five. If you're telling me I can take him for one year and at least get two, at least one other star and a B plus player, I'm taking LeBron. I'd rather have Giannis, Harden, probably I never. Kobe. I would never take Giannis, Kawhi. I'll do okay, Kawhi. I would take maybe Kawhi, but dude, Giannis. And just I, to I, piss Mark off, I'll take Russell Westbrook. Yeah, we all if, see what it, you might as well take Paul George before you take Westbrook. I was gonna say if, if Paul George can keep this up for the rest of the year and going forward, like the next couple years somehow, I would take him. I mean, yes, who else would take Paul George? LeBron, and he should have had him, but LeBron's such an egotistical bastard these days. That's why he's all this shit. If LeBron it's had, quotes. huh? It's, it's what he says in the media that drives. Oh, for crazy. sure. Like I'm, I'm usually the biggest. Like I'm, like I'm, I try to stand up for LeBron as much as I can, but it's almost impossible these days. Like everything he says is just like to stir up either his own media or like just to be smart with the media. It's like, dude. Like, when he was saying, like, people need to not be distracted, like, you you are the distraction, dude. I thought that was the funniest thing when he was like, yeah, if you're going to get distracted by what's going on outside of the team or in the front office, then you shouldn't be on the Lakers. As LeBron, he has, like, that TV show and he has Space Jam coming out. Also, LeBron, you tried to trade your entire team for <laughs> Anthony Davis. I'm sorry. If I was dating a girl or something, big hypothetical here, I know. I was dating a girl or something, and she's like, yeah, you know – I would have dumped you for him, but he wasn't interested in me, and he had another girlfriend who wasn't who wasn't gonna break up with him. I'd be like, all right, so I don't want to be with you anymore. And that's how I feel like the Lakers have to feel. And all these guys are young or on one-year deals, so their their future is not guaranteed. So why the hell are they committing when they know they're they're done? Like they don't want to be around this anymore. They have whole careers or new teams to deal with. If I'm like Michael Beasley, who's on his like eighth team in 12 years. I'm like, maybe he's, he's he's gone. He's gone. Rajon Rondo gone. Um, no, Michael Beasley is actually gone. Oh, he's gone now. Yeah, he got traded at the deadline. Jeez, I don't remember anymore of the Lakers. He went, I think he's like, no, I think that's the only person. Him and he got traded. I think he was with that Mascala deal or something. Uh, I don't know. Either way, yeah, he's he it, is actually gone. Rondo. Gotten, Rondo's there. <laughs> it's gotten so bad for the Lakers <clears> where. You guys remember? I don't know how the corner booth feels about Big Bad Levar Ball, but he's my dude, man. I love. He LeVar said Ball. he wants Lonzo to go to the Suns now because it would be a pretty solid fit for him. Well, him and Devin Booker together—that's a good backcourt. Also, in what universe do people go? Oh, do I want to play on the Lakers with LeBron true. or the Suns? 
and I'm not knocking the Suns. They have done a decent job of getting some decent pieces. Devin Booker, Aiton could be good. TJ Warren's not a bad piece. Like, they have the start of a good team, but no one should want to go to the Suns over the Lakers. And I think I see your point, too, with how he was so adamant about, my son will play with the Lakers, it will be LeBronzo, all that shit, and now it's like, get me out of here. The one thing I can say about LeBron that I am impressed by, and I don't know if, we, if it was LeBron or Magic Jordan, or Magic Jordan, Magic Johnson, they have somehow shut that man up. He was the loudest person before LeBron got there. And that's where I kind of am curious if Magic Johnson has all the power in the world, because we all just say, yeah, it was LeBron that wanted to trade everyone on the team, because that's what it seems like he's known to do, but it, it's not like he has a guy that's more powerful than him and it's Magic Johnson in front of him. Oh yeah, definitely. <clears throat> it's, it's interesting. I'm always, I'm curious about the Laker tampering too. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I, I mean, I saw Magic Johnson saying, he's like, I can't talk to anybody these Be, days <laughs> because they've done it before. And then yeah. LeBron gets there and it's just made worse. I'm yeah. curious who the real issue is with that. Well, you know it's not Jeannie Buster like Luke Walton, so it's one of the two we just mentioned before. Yeah. Luke Walton's just doing anything he can to not get fired. Oh, he's gone. He's he's cooked. He's going to go to another NBA team and light it up because the guy apparently is like a basketball genius. The problem is – he When the Warriors went on their run, yeah. got the most – like the best start to a season, uh, Steve Kerr was not coaching for most of that. I know. It was mostly Luke Walton. Yeah, but it's also the Warriors. That's why it's like – Kind yeah. of like he uh, kind of got say, overwhelmed with that. That Warriors team, I could have coached them yeah. to that start. Honestly. I mean, how Steve, Steve Kerr's last season was letting them coach each other. <laughs> yeah. Do you notice he's not even paying attention to the sidelines anymore? Oh, yeah, the like, Draymond Green video. <laughs> he's like, I don't have to do anything. It just zones out. He really does have one of the easiest jobs. Like, only thing he, only pressure he has is to win a national or win a title or a finals. Like, I yeah, mean, yeah. it's very easy for that to happen. <clears throat> Golden All State right, front folks. office, if you are listening to this and want to cut some costs, <laughs> I will coach your team for $150,000 a year. And I'll be an assistant coach for 75 k yeah, I'll right. be the towel boy. I don't give a shit. All right, so, Kevin, now it's time to do a little report card. We got, four, we got five topics here today. First off, we talked earlier about this. Bryce Harper of the Phillies, would he grade the deal? Uh, it's a, a, a through F. What do you think on it? Oh, wow, report cards A through F. Who would have thought? Um, for <laughs> hey, the fil- can, hey you, respect give- the, you respect the report card, Jeremy. You're pulling I'm up a stool. I'm not disrespecting the report card. I'm disrespecting Jared. All right, that's fair. <laughs> can I give two separate grades? Yes. yes for the we- Phillies, I give this an A. Oh, really? Yes, because they're trying to build something that you can see, like, with their moves – um, McCutcheon, he still has something left in the tank. Ariette is a decent player. They're trying to build something. And I know McCutcheon's old, but if you can get him to hold on a little bit longer, it's a good move. And no opt-out clause means that if whatever they're trying to do isn't working, Mich- uh, not Machado, Harper can't bail on them in three years. So I give him an A, A-. For Harper, I give it a C. Really? Yeah, I give it a C. Why For is that? A? For the reason that I just gave about the Phillies not getting an opt-out clause in, that's good for them, bad for Harper. Because if it doesn't work out, which, sorry to tell yeah, you this, Mark, the Phillies history. aren't yeah. a good organization. It's, not, there's a not good terrible. It, there's a good chance that this won't work out. They're just going to have a team with Bryce Harper. It's going to be like the Nationals all over again. But he's stuck there for 13 years. And also, I was actually talking to my dad about this earlier. Shout out to Steve Langley. What a guy. Steve. Big Steve. <laughs> and uh, I was talking about it, and he said um, it's not $30 million a year. Now, I understand that the $25.78 million he's getting, Huge it's going to be hard for him to make ends meet. I know. But he was say, people were saying, like, oh, he's going to get $400 million. He's going to get $400 million. And I understand he struggled last year, but he should have either tried to get 13 and 39 or – 10 and 31 just to beat out Machado's deal. So I give it a C for him. All right. Mark, you're up. <clears throat> Bryce Harper is on the Phillies. I, I don't know how to express it. I'm going to give it an A. I probably will go back on this in like three years, and he's not going to be fulfilled as a huge contract already. It's going to be terrible. I was like three days ago saying, I hope he goes to the Dodgers. I'm over it. As soon as I got the text saying that he – is a Philly, 
I lost my mind. I didn't, I had two hours left to work. I was like, I, t- I went to my boss. I was like, I don't expect you to expect much out of me because I already bought tickets to the second home game of the season. Like I'm going to it. Bryce Harper is a transcendent talent in baseball. Everything I've said about Bryce Harper <laughs> and how he's overhyped, I don't care. I'm falling into the hype. I think I'm in love already. Bryce Harper is in Philly. Now to real uh, get real real quick for him. Very shocking deal. I didn't see it coming. 13 years, no opt-out. Supposedly, he didn't want an opt-out. He wanted, like, the family aspect. Like, dude, 13 years is a long time, I he guess. He wanted an opt-out. No, because I think that they – the reason why they couldn't make a deal is because everyone was trying to either do a – the Dodgers were going to go short year or shorter contract, and he didn't want that. And I guess the Phillies wanted to only offer him 300 mil with a opt-out, and I guess he didn't want that. So, for them to – 13 years, like uh, that is 2032, the year 2032, he will be ending his contract. I hope it works out. I'll give it an A on, I got, I don't even, I'll give it an A for the whole situation. I'm going to give three grades. A, whole situation. B, for the Phillies, just because I feel like they're going to be trapped, even though they have baseball money is not real. So we could even try to get a trout in two years, which is insane because he's going to be worth like 500 mil. I don't think it's possible, but who knows? And I'll give uh I'll give him a B plus, just because I mean the dude like I'm not gonna give it an A because it's 13 year contract and that sounds terrible even though it's amazing all that money but I'm gonna give it a B plus just because like dude <coughs> you just signed a contract for 330 million dollars. It could right. be worse before Jared gives his grades. I saw something earlier. Bobby Mania will be getting paid by the oh, Mets yeah. <laughs> longer than this contract. He stops getting paid in 2035. So thank God we're not Mets fans. Why haven't they just bought that rest of like they can afford like they just oh. now they just have been like fuck it we'll just pay him 1.9 no. million every year. That was the buyout. Uh, he would it's not only, take the contract's not even up. that big though, right? It was a big contract at the time, but it wasn't. It he's made way more because he's smart. Yeah. It's got like eight percent interest on it a year. <clears throat> That's insane. <laughs> All right, so. I'm going to give this one quick because you guys both went all along your explanations. Especially... No, I, don't, I do not apologize. <laughs> I've been told right. not too much. I give it the Phillies. I give it an A-. minus. I think it's great. I agree with Kevin. It's a culture move. He's there. He's he's a centerpiece now. He They can market it around all their young guys and McCutcheon and Arrieta. I love it. I give that an A-. minus For Bryce, I give it a B+. Plus. I love the 13-year deal because I explained this before. When is it over? He'll be 37. No, he'll be, he'll be 39. We'll 39, be 39. Sorry. Miss Paul got that one. 39. We'll be 37. Um, It's good because when you're 39, if he's 39, let's say he plays the entire contract, has a solid production, he can hang it up if he wants to and not have to go back out in the free agency to try to play two more years of baseball like he would have was just a 10-year deal. I like that move for him. I also think the Phillies are the kind of – they kind of fit his MO of hustle, the short portion right field. It kind of fits. I like the move. I give it a B-plus for him because he's now doing a 13-year. He's playing his whole rest of his career there. Which is crazy to think out loud. I think that's why I'm so excited. Like, It's either going to be the greatest – I see a 13-year contract in baseball is great. A 10-year contract for John Gruden is awful. That's true. So true. All right. Speaking of football, Jason Witten coming out of retirement. Fellas, Mark, I'll let you go first on this one. What do you think? I I want to, like, pass the grade off to my assistants <laughs> because I don't know how to grade this. It's like you get an essay or something. It's like, I don't even know what the hell I just read. When I saw that this morning, I think I sent it to, like, three different people, and I was like, did, is Jason Witten actually going to play in the NFL again? Especially the Cowboys were just like, yeah, dude, like, just come back. We don't even have to negotiate. Like, you, there's no other teams that are you're going to play for. Obviously, it's the Cowboys. I'm going to give it a, a, a C plus. Like, sure. I'm happy that he's out of the booth because I thought he wasn't very good. I mean, he, it was one year. I think he just didn't want to be in the booth anymore, and he wants to coach. So I think he was just like, yeah, screw it. I'll just play in the NFL again one more year. Maybe he thinks that this team's going to do something. I just don't understand the point of it. I'll give me a C plus because it just, it just doesn't make sense to me. Kevin, I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna give it a B plus. Okay. 
because I think Jerry Jones loves Jason Witten. I Jerry think, Jones does love certain guys. It's weird. He has like an obsession with certain players. It's that. weird. And in some cases, it's like a subpar guy like Romo. But I think Jason Witten wants to coach for the Cowboys. So I think, but they're not going to fire Jason Garrett this year. So I think he's going to sign another deal with the Cowboys and play a bit. And they have their next coach in the system. So I give it a B plus because they got their next coach. I don't know how Witten will do. If it's I can't imagine coach. seeing Jason Witten's face coaching the Cowboys. That'd be so funny. Hey, he actually might not be over. He might actually be over 500, unlike Jason Garrett. Yeah. Also, but, he said he wants to lead the young guys to a championship. In his playing career, there's no way they will get to a championship. So I think he's hinting at wanting to coach. A little point. future, future point. Yeah. I give it. For Monday Night Football, I give it an A-plus for the Cowboys and Jason Witten. Oh, on top of the A-plus, it's also an A-plus for the Eagles and any other team wants to play them. <laughs> Jason Witten is – Kevin and me probably run faster 40 times than Jason Witten does now. So, but for the Cowboys, I give it a C-minus because, yeah, it maybe puts a Band-Aid over the problem. They can't find a tight end to save their life. And it just shows how much of a circus this place is going to be. For the rest of our existence, as long as Jerry runs it. I mean, hey, they call it Jerry World for a reason. Basically exactly. an amusement park. Yeah, but this draft class has like is probably the most stacked tight end draft class that there's ever been. I maybe they're still planning on drafting one and then hey, learn from Witten real quick. Yeah. But it, it, I just don't understand. Like it doesn't. It the logic behind it doesn't make sense. And everyone's like, is he gonna go over under 500 yards? Like, I think he's just gonna catch like. TDs. I don't even think he's gonna. They're gonna worry about him until they get to the red zone. He's gonna be like Plexico in that year with the Giant. The Jets is only gonna play like four, like five or six plays a game and just be in the red zone. Exactly. Makes sense think, to me. Or it's gonna be like um when JJ Watt plays tight end. Just <laughs> exactly. double cover him because you know where they're going. Yeah, I mean, they, everyone should have known that his entire career, but he still was left open. So I don't know. All right, and last topic on the docket. What we're it's a split topic here. What do you grade? We just talked about LeBron and Kyrie before. If the Lakers do not make the playoffs this year, which they have a more of a chance of doing that than they do, according to uh, pro, pro Basketball Reference, what do you guys grade the Lakers' season in perspective to the future? Are we counting the offseason, too? Like the previous offseason? Yes. Who's going first? You got it. All right, I give it an A. Because even though I said LeBron's not a top five player in the league anymore, it's still LeBron James. They got him to sign a four-year deal, something he would never do in Cleveland. They're not a top five player, though. doesn't matter. <laughs> I If it's a top six player in a four-year deal, it's good. Yeah, see what I deal with every freaking episode? <laughs> no, he's right. I said he's not a top five player. But he said he, didn't, he, he did not mention he was top six, though. I just said he wasn't top five. He didn't say he wasn't top 10. He wasn't top 20. He's... But they got LeBron James on a four-year deal. If I think this year is a punt year. They're trying to figure out who they want to keep. And they figured out that they only wanted to keep LeBron James, tried to trade everyone else for Anthony Davis. But it, I think if they can not strike gold, but I think if they can make have another solid free agency period, if they miss the playoffs, hit big on a lottery pick, if they have this year, their own pick this year, I'm not sure. They, this will be a great year and a great story for like talking about when they win a championship, LeBron. Then they can go look back at this free agent off season and be like, yeah, look, the, the year after they sucked, but that that's where they laid their uh, cornerstone. Yeah, I think um, an A is a little, it's tough. I would have gave it an A. This year pretty much was always supposed to be a, a mail-in year. They went and got um, they went and got some of those veteran guys like Lance Stevenson and Rondo in the beginning of the year. They were all like, "Oh, this lineup's going to be great in the West." They started off like 14 and nine, top of the Warriors. But I got to go B minus just because LeBron's ruined this year. Like all you had to do was just be quiet for one year. Just be caught. Like this is a year that it's it's gonna be okay if you don't make the playoffs. Your team's not very good around you. Just soak it in. Not make the playoffs for once. Like it's okay. That's the only like backlash you'll get. And then come back next year. Get Anthony Davis. Do whatever you need to do. But not like they should not have pushed so hard. I think at the trade deadline they should have said mail this year in. 
done whatever, got rid of the guys in the offseason. So I'll give it a B minus just because I think the Lakers are still sitting in a good situation. See, for me, going forward, if I if I literally took out the the first two months of season, the three months of the season, and because if I if the, if the last four weeks did not happen, I would say the late even if like LeBron only missed a couple of days because of the groin injury, I'd give this season an A minus. But because of what happened to the deadline, what happened with team chemistry, what he constantly says in the media, which makes me hate him even more, and I respected LeBron and liked him. Up until about two or three years ago, the war the, he made me love the Warriors in last year's finals, and I thought that would never be possible. So I give it a C minus, bordering a D plus, because of what happened the last four weeks. A simple groin injury, which most players recover in two weeks, it's taking LeBron. It took LeBron almost double that to recover because he's never been injured before, so he's never had an injury plan. Two, the, all the bull with the red wine and two chains. and the, I, I get the shop's kind of a cool show. And then, he sued Alabama. He sued Alabama, which is stupid. <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. Like, LeBron, just chill out. Like, like, I don't, like he's uh-huh. trying to win. Our boy, me and Mark's boy, Colin Cowherd, said this. He's trying – the whole mogul thing he's doing – it's all out of whack. It's like he's so focused on being an influence and being an icon. He's trying too hard at it. It's getting a little desperate and a little annoying. Is that is that surprising to you, though? Like, that's why he signed in L.A. I know. So he could be in movies, be so an influencer. Obviously, he's making it almost terrible. So I give it a C- minus, bordering on D+. Which would be like a 69.5 if we're going to go decimals here. I think that's nice. a nice grade. Yeah, I was going to say nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kyrie. So Kevin, listen, buddy, it was great having you on. Are we talking about Kyrie too? Oh yeah, we are. So wow, holy crap, my brain is fried. Um, what else? It's very there? easy to not. It's very easy to talk about LeBron and then just not feel like talking about Kyrie these days because they are just as annoying. I know. Okay, so I'm gonna go first with Kyrie. That's fine. So here's the thing about Kyrie Irving and this whole situation. I am a big fan of Jason Tatum. I think that he is the future of that franchise. With possibly like another star thing going for him, is he down the line? Jalen Brown. <clears throat> what? Who'd you say? Jalen Brown. I love Jalen Brown too, dude. He's he's just an athletic freak. The thing is, I am just I, I if Kyrie I loved Kyrie up until he just would not stop talking, dude. For once in a while, just give a Belichick like answer. You live in damn Boston. It's all around you. Learn. Just don't talk. You have the main situation. Yeah, maybe it's not a great year. Chemistry might be a little shaky, but talking does not help it. It makes it worse. Athletes have egos, and it just adds to the chaos. They're going to be a five or six seed this year, and it's going to hurt them in the playoffs because they can't win games on the road. So I give Kyrie and the Celtics a C, ironically, because it's so easy to fix, but they don't fix it. All right, Kevin. I I was just I'm sorry I would have went but I was so caught off guard with the C for Celtics. <laughs> See us rise, the worst slogan ever for a team. Um, I I give it a B minus this season or Kyrie. I give it a B minus. Celtics are underperforming. We all expected them. I didn't really expect them to just get the first C easy and lock up the East with Giannis developing, the Raptors with Kawhi. But I expect them to do better than this. And, yes, I think Kyrie is part of the problem. I don't think they're necessarily a much better team when he is off the court. And I know people are like, oh, but they're 6-0 and with him or without him and 0-6 without with him the last 12 games. But it doesn't make sense, that argument, to me. But I think if he stays – and this whole season just kind of goes is water under the bridge. I think the grade should be higher, but also I think the Celtics have to get lucky in the playoffs. If they can get to the Eastern Conference Final <clears throat> and make it a seven-game series, I think they could still win it. I agree with the team saying, "Oh, when we're hot, no one can beat us." I kind of agree with that. I think if they get lucky, they can make it to the finals. I think this team 
has to either get out of the first round and face the 76ers in the second round or face the 76ers in the first round to get out of it. Yeah, I'll say if they play the Sixers, they will for sure win because for some reason, no matter who's on the Sixers, you could put the Warriors players in Sixers jerseys and they still would be able to beat the Celtics. It's the weirdest thing because they the Sixers are a very good team. They have some very good players. They can't beat the Celtics. Regard, the Celtics could lose five in a row by 30 and be an awful team this year. And somehow, if the Sixers were undefeated, they would lose to the Celtics. And I don't get it. Well, you also got to think the Celtics are a very outside the outside the paint based team. It, if you want to go, even Al Horford is a stretch four or five. You got Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown are great shooters, and Kyrie Irving speaking for itself. And Marcus Smart, yeah. Marcus Smart, Marcus Morris who's hitting threes and. Then you look at this smart Sixers shooter. That's the joke. <laughs> but he's yeah, the but he's the, the grit and heart of that team. Yeah, you look at the Sixers, who literally are so based underneath the basket, it drives me crazy. If I was a, t- a fan of theirs, but I'm not, thank God. Um, Jimmy Butler trade was horrible for them. Because literally, it's packed oh, our entire team into the key, and literally, it's you literally just have to play defense on that now. They're not they, besides JJ Redick or maybe a hot Jimmy Butler. Nobody's hitting threes in that team unless Kendall Jenner comes off the the sidelines and starts hitting them. Like there's no way in hell that's gonna that's the way you're gonna beat the team. All I'm saying is if they play the Celtics in the playoffs, Kendall Jenner better be there because the record is better with her. I'm not gonna go too far on the Celtics grade. I'm gonna give them a B plus just because I kind of elaborated on it earlier. I hope they don't trade the world or. For AD, I don't think they should trade any massive amounts of pieces because they have kind of like a a young Warriors team in the making, which is terrible to say out loud because it makes me sick to my stomach. But they have a bunch of young talent, and you might as well hold on to them because the Warriors, as Jared has said many times, aren't going to last forever. So why get rid of them? Just get rid of Kyrie and get something that's more fit for the team. All right. That's all I got. Sweet. All right. So listen, now, Kevin, we're going to kick you off. Um, All right. Peace out, boys. Kicking off the stool. Listen, listen, get off the stool. But listen, it was great having you come in today. It was a lot of fun. Good to be here. Sorry I kind of blew you guys off so much the last couple weeks. It's all right. I I gave you the proper ribbing you deserved every time, so it's okay. It's all right. I blew off Mike, too. (laughs) He's just your boss. I really want to make a Robert Kraft joke. Yeah, you, we really had to give you a hard tug to get on here. Uh, you yeah, just you blow did. everyone off. It's whatever. <laughs> all right, all right. We, we all right. See you. All right, we'll see you, Kev. That was Kevin Langley, Belly of Sports, college football basketball writer extraordinaire. Mark, let's kick up the smooth jazz. All right. Speaking of Robert Kraft, he pleaded not guilty today, which. And I'm going to defend him, and I know Mark will too, because here's the thing. To a degree, let's not act like we're defending him completely. Okay, no, yeah, you got what I'm saying here. But first off, this is ridiculous, the amount of coverage this is getting. First of all, you're not going to plead guilty to this, and it's such a small thing. And second of all, it's a crime that's legal in, like, 40 other countries. That's the other thing that cracks me up about this whole case. Honestly... I'm done with the story. It should be put to bed. The fact that the Patriots are in the news again drives me nuts. And the fact that this is more newsworthy than their Super Bowl, even probably the worst Super Bowl ever, cracks me up even more. I'm done with it. Rob Kraft is one of the good guys of football. I, I you know what? I'm done with it. Mark, what do you got? Um, yeah, I, I'm just going to, I'm on his side for, like, not pleading guilty because. I mean, there's talks about him actually running like the whole sex trafficking type of thing, which you never want to plead guilty for because probably could get in a lot of trouble. And if he eventually just gets in trouble for whatever happened in the massage room that we don't really need to get that's into. That's all he's guilty of, and that's what he's getting charged with. That's why I'm defending him. But if there is all this sex trafficking, like kind of crazy shit, then I'm like, all right, well, maybe we need to actually look at these a little more. But I don't know. I just – this whole situation is crazy. It's over a freaking Robin's hug, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, 
he's gonna, it's going to go on forever. It's just the Patriots way in the offseason if somehow they get brought up in the news. And I'm sure this was waiting to be told for months now. So I don't know. I think the NFL in their office, I'm going to take your joke here, but I think it's not the NFL. I mean, the Patriots offseason about having like a literally a list. I think there is actually an NFL bulletin board on Roger Goodell's door. What can I screw the Patriots with next? And literally, he's trying to check off every damn box until he hits something that actually knocks him out. So, that's what I got. Yeah, that's all I got, too. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank our boy Kevin Lamb for coming on today. Please, like, subscribe, retweet, yada, yada, yada. We love y'all. See y'all next week. Enjoy the weekend. This episode of The Corner Booth has been brought to you by Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Follow your host on Twitter at Belly Up Jared and at Mark Riley. 